What is going on? This is Tears from the Press Box. I am your host, Headphone Joe, and I'm here with my main man. What's going on, everybody? Brennan Tassif coming to you live in person, joined by Maya. You will hear her in her squeaky toy. What's up, Joe? <laughs> um, I made a lot of uh, news last week. I didn't intend to. Um, I, I didn't mean for everybody to be fooled by my I got fired comment. Uh, I was just still passionate off of my FIFA coaching exit, but um, it made it made ripples across the across the waves. I'll say that. Did it? Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, my brother facetiously made a comment on a new low. So then everybody was like, wait, Joe got fired. <laughs> and I was That's like, great. oh, well, you can either listen to me explain it on the show now that he made this a part of the show, or you can go listen to Cheers and numbers were bumped because of that, baby. Hell yeah. Bumping right. numbers, baby. <laughs> Maybe I should get fired from a team every week in FIFA. Yeah, right. <laughs> okay. Uh, to the show. Uh, so we're going to do what we do. We're going to talk about some of the big topics and the big sports in the kickoff. Then we'll get into the quick hits, talk about some things very quick, very fast. I'm going to dunk on Brennan for one of these. Um, and then we do the walk-offs where we do essays, we write, we talk, we listen. We may read something from somebody else. Joe's been threatening to clip things, um, but not yet. I haven't gotten that lazy just yet. So. Before we get too far into it. Ready to return the opening kickoff. Perfect way to kick off. Here we go. Brennan. Yeah, I knew I knew we were gonna start with this. Uh I need you to speak for your boys. All right. You've been riding the Golden State Warrior wave for quite some time. You said this is their year. Clay's yep. back. They're going to be yep. amazing. And right now they are riding a, what is it, a six-game losing streak? Two of eight it's in the been last... A, it's been a few games. It's been four a few game losing streak. They're two of eight in their last ten. Um, what's happening, Brennan? Can you explain? And they're currently down to the Nuggets right now. Let's see. I don't know. It's a close game, but we're we've been in the league for most of the game, so... 108, 115 with 709 left in the fourth. Uh, so we're starting with the NBA. Big change of plans compared to where we normally start with the NFL. But the NFL season's over. We've gotten through so- a lot of that. Uh, so Golden State. Now, my Warriors. Yes, my Golden State Warriors. Who would have thunk it? In 2022, Draymond Green would be so important to this team. Jeez. So Draymond Green has been out the last two months, uh, missed 26 games with a back injury. Um, They don't have any size. So Weissman hasn't been playing at all. Draymond Green goes out and they've got Jordan Poole and they've got uh, Clay and they've got Steph. Yeah, they got all these shooters, a lot of wing talent. Uh, Didn't do anything at the trade deadline to get some size, which I on the record on this show said that I was a little nervous about that, but I think they'd be fine. And now it's come back to bite them in the, in the ass. Um, yeah. I don't think they're going to fall too far. I think uh, Draymond reminds me of Kevin Garnett. Remember after they won the title with in Boston and then the next year it was like, no, he'll be back. No, 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 no. He'll be back. Uh, he'll yeah, be back. And then point. he never came back. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's a lot like that where they're like, no, oh, Draymond's, you know, uh, uh, yeah, indefinite. It's be then it went month. to like, it's you know, like three weeks, four weeks, five weeks, four to six weeks, and, and then, then three weeks. Yeah, it reminds me a lot of that. The same thing that's going on with uh, Paul George in LA. It's a lot of like, yeah, totally. He'll be back. Uh, maybe. Mm-hmm. So they need size. That's what they need. Uh, obviously, like I said, Wiseman has not been playing at all this year. Um, and then Draymond's out. That's that's their those are their two biggest assets physically. So without them, they're they're kind of stuck because we talked about it. What was it last week? Centers have kind of retaken a little bit of a mantle in the NBA um, from their hiatus over the last decade. It's kind of coming back to that with Embiid and then the Joker and then uh, Antetokounmpo. So without any size, I don't I don't see how they're going to get out of the West. I mean, I'm still pulling for him. Don't just like with the Rams, I'm not going to waver. You don't say. Had I not been telling you this over and over and (laughs) over and over again, you may have mentioned it. You may have mentioned it. (laughs) I would say they have nobody, especially if Draymond's going to be less than a hundred percent. He can't get in the post with DeAndre Ayton. He can't bang yeah. with Steven Adams and Brandon Clark and Jeremy. Uh, Did you know Steven is Adams isn't even 30? I thought he that guy was like a million years old. He's like 28. Wow, that's a stunner. Wow. Yeah, I thought that guy's um, been in the league forever. Man, I'm trying to well, what's the what's homeboy's name? What's homeboy's name from Memphis? The other big, the young big, Jaron Jackson, I want to say. Yeah. Yeah, Jaron Jackson Jr. Okay. Yeah. Draymond's not going to be able to bang with those guys. That's why Memphis, I honestly think if Draymond doesn't come back soon, Memphis is going to take that number two seed and it's going to be Golden State's going to drop even further, honestly. Um, But I told you, they weren't going to catch the Suns while Chris Paul's currently out. And they've made, they've lost ground on that, if anything. They've made no new ground. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, They, um, I heard this crazy statistic. They had only lost six games going into this new year uh, while Draymond was healthy. Even after he got injured, they were like four and two in that first month. And then they've fallen off a cliff. Yeah. Like bad. So I just wanted to throw this out here. Right now they are um, second, but like you said, Memphis is probably going to catch them. I think they're going to stay above Dallas and Utah. So if they end up in that three seed, they're going to be going against your Nuggets as of as it stands right now. So and the Nuggets who are currently again still beating them, and then the Nuggets who will be getting reinforcements back very soon. It's been said yeah. that Jamal, both Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. will come back before March is over. So, yeah, and it's a lot easier to um, correct me if I'm wrong, but in basketball, it seems like it's easier to come back as a smaller guy than a big just because um, your body that yes, it's a lot of workload to put on your body. Injury is both of them have the not great injuries to come back from, uh, with yeah, Jamal, his, his ACL, and then Michael, it's his back also. So, um, but their game, the way they play their game. I don't think it will impact them as much. And plus, Jamal, though he hasn't come back on the, the court, he's been working out for it. Well, seems yeah, like since happened last year, year. in the playoffs. So. Yeah, it started. In the, it happened in the playoffs. But it felt like I because, I mean, I follow them on socials. It seems like he's been around the team, working out, putting up shots, like doing basketball related activities 
for well over two, three, four, five months at this point. So it's just about getting back into playoff shape. So yeah. not even just basketball yeah. shape, playoff shape. So the other thing I wanted to point out too was uh I love Clay Thompson. We all do, but uh it was widely known he uh, caught a bug after the all-star break. It wasn't, you know, he's coming back from two horrific injuries, two years off. And then he got like pretty ill right after all-star break. He looks, he doesn't look the same. He looks skinny. doesn't look like, like this is the weird thing is pools actually playing better than him, but they're not going to take him off the starting lineup. Cause it's clay Thompson. Like he's you no, know, he's won rings with them and everything. He gets the benefit of the doubt. But it almost becomes what at what point does that become a detriment to the team when the better player you won't you won't bench him like the Westbrook situation in L.A. like Westbrook hurts them more than helps them. But you won't bench him because he's a star. Well, Brennan, now, even before this illness that I had never heard of until you just made mention of it, um, even prior to that, he hasn't been he's had flashes of, you know, that old clay, but he hasn't been 100 percent old clay which is what i also warned you about early in the season when you kept saying oh clay's not there clay's not there and i'm like after not playing the game for two years there's gonna be rust two years is way longer than four or five months like that's a long period of time you got to kind of you know get back to comfortable with your body, basically, like your knees, your legs, your and everything moving in that way, that kinetic change. So I didn't think Clay was going to come out and be a thousand percent fucking fourth quarter Clay or third quarter Clay, whatever the cliche is at this point. So yeah, I'm he was not, out for three games due to an unknown, undisclosed general illness. OK, so, yeah, so. I'm not shocked that he's not performing to that level and like you said with Draymond out he conducts that team and Steph his numbers are down as well right now so there's just so much pressure on them without that third guy that's there to alleviate and like orchestrate everything yeah they're down to 24th in defensive efficiency since January 1st so that's not good not good uh, let's talk about efficiency though LeBron James Brennan dropped 56 on those Golden State Warriors uh, to eke out a two-point win, I believe it was. Um, yeah. So can you tell me how LeBron's doing this at this advanced age? Yeah, he's taking a lot of nights off. He's taking a lot of time off. Wow. Shots uh, well, he's older, man. <laughs> like, you got to. And I'm not, this is no, obviously, no disrespect to LeBron. He's the, one of the, the second win. greatest basketball player of all time. But he wow, can't, I think he's, you got that one. <laughs> I think he's learned, speaking of the Lakers, have you seen winning time yet? I haven't watched I it did. yet. I'm very excited. I watched it last it night. Awesome? It's, it's, uh, it's very good. All Shout right, out to cool. Adam McKay, um, playing with the format there. Yeah, I, I listened to one of the creators was on the Rosillo podcast. It sounds so good. But anyway, uh, LeBron is picking his spots and he's picking them very well. And he can still turn it on. Don't get it twisted. This man can still turn it on. He can't carry an entire team for an entire season like he did in the early Cavalier days or even in the Miami days when, you know, stuff was going on with Wade and uh, Bosch. But he can still turn it on. Um, we're going to talk about this hopefully next week, but they mortgaged the entire future of that in that team to get a one championship so far in the bubble. 
They gave away all those players, all those draft picks for AD and LeBron, and AD can't stay healthy. Uh, so AD. we're going to see what happens. Um, yeah, LeBron was yeah, already there. It's, that's uh, par for the course. <laughs> um, but LeBron can still turn it on. I think we're going to see flashes of this in the playoffs as well moving forward. I, he can't do it every night, though. You know that as well as I do. You're getting up there in age two. You know we can't do Whoa, this every night. What just can't happened? Be like what this. just happened? There? What you just took a shot at me? That was un- <laughs> that was unprompted and unnecessary, sir. Um, but LeBron, <laughs> the thing that uh, I saw you bobbing your head. I wanted to make sure you're paying attention. Oh, I'm paying attention, brother. Um, the thing that uh, caught me off guard with this massive game. Uh, was also the 10 rebounds. It was a double-double. Yeah, that was. And yeah. then LeBron, in recent years, has, like, dipped in his, like, free throw shooting, his free throw percentage. Like, he used to be, like, he never was a great free throw shooter, 70, mid-70s, low-70s. There was a couple years where it dropped, like, into the high 60s. He had he was 12 or 13 in this game. He was going at the basket, getting fouled. Well, that's what I was going to say is the fact that he took 13 free throws in the yeah, first it, place it, is a lot. It shows the mindset he was in for this game. Now, I'd, it, it helps that this game was a nationally televised game. He probably wanted to put his best foot forward and, you know, make sure everybody saw LeBron James be LeBron James, which is dope. So, but also his three-point shooting. I mean, he came into the game where three-point shooting wasn't that great. What well, wasn't that... Uh, wasn't that big a focus for most players, especially somebody his size. So he's elevated his game on so many levels. Like it's just baffling that he is the age he is. And I think I said it during last season, going into this season, he's now been in the NBA longer than he's not been in the NBA. And he's still having performances like this, which is unreal. (laughs) That that is crazy. I was thinking about that with comedy a couple of weeks ago. I was like, God, in like ten years, it's still going to be ten more years before I've been doing comedy longer than I've been alive. You know what I mean? Like longer yeah. than. And this guy's then been doing you, his profession. Yeah, it's insane to me. And he's still he's going to have nights like this. He's going to he and this won't be the last one this season, especially mm-hmm. in the playoffs. He's going to do it. But I just am worried about. At his age, I'm worried that maybe he might. Take it one too one too many. Might go one too far trying to carry this team, especially into the playoffs and throughout the playoffs, where it might spell disaster for the remainder of the season and maybe going into next year. That's all I'm worried about. It's because I know he spends a million dollars a year on his body and there's like all this stuff about it, but I the way he was did you you watch that game, the way he was driving to the the hoop and everything. I was like, yeah. ah, come on, man. Tone it down a little. <laughs> Look, I mean, some guys, you know, they play it hundred percent at all times and they, they don't know any other way than to play like that. So job ja Morant, perfect case in point, man. Speaking of John, that guy Morant, makes me John ja Morant had 52 last week. LeBron had 56 and then Jason Tatum had 54 on their way to beat the Brooklyn Nets. That had both KD and Kyrie. KD is back from injury, Brennan, but they've lost the two games that he's been back for. Are the Nets going in the wrong direction? As my one of my favorite TV hosts likes to say, uh, Anthony Joseph Corn uh, and Anthony Joseph Tony Reale says they're closer to out of the playoffs than the sixth seed right now. Yeah, I thought. I mean, it's only been a couple of games, but I thought Durant would come back and all would be right with the world. And it's not. 
It's not. I mean, they're missing pieces. Obviously, they have some injuries and stuff, but the the injury was KD. And it's not I mean, give them, I'm going to give them some time, but the problem is there's not the thing, that much Brandon, time left in the season. This, exactly. That's the thing. People keep saying, oh, it's good that he's having great games. Okay, but they're still losing. So if you were missing KD and losing, and then you get KD and you continue to lose, like, you're running out. There's almost so much. There's only so much time left in the season to get this right. Yeah, what is there? Uh, 10, there's like, what is it, 20 games left? Uh, if 30 that, games left? Definitely less than 30, I believe. Yeah, it's 28. There's It looks like between 25 and 28 games, depending on how many uh, they've played. But it's right around the 25 game mark. So they're going to have to figure something out and figure it out quick because it's quick. the 10, right? It's it's the top 10 and then, uh, right? And then eight plays yeah. 10 and then nine plays. Yeah, that whole thing. All right. So no, they're still in the playoff nine, picture as of now. 10 plays nine. And then the winner of that plays the loser of eight, seven. Okay. Seven, eight. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's not looking great. You're not going to want to fucking play. I mean, some of these teams towards the bottom, I'm looking at the standings right now. And I, I mean, if I'm the Brooklyn Nets, I'm not worried about the play in game, but then say you get in. I don't know, man. I don't know. See, the only reason I say that is because last year, when the Warriors were in the playing game, it's like, oh, the Warriors will—they lost to the Lakers, but they'll figure it out. And they ran yeah. into a buzzsaw that was Memphis, who who was more hungry and had a hell of a night. So you don't want to be Brooklyn and catch Toronto on one of their best nights ever, or the or the Hawks on their best That's night true. ever. Yeah. Hawks with something to prove after a disappointing season. All of a sudden, they come out swinging, and then yeah, they Trey get goes a play crazy in for like fifty points, fifty points yeah. or something, and then you're just asked out. Like they have to figure a way. They have to get themselves out of the playing tournament at this point because that's not where you want to be for that team. That team that has zero cohesion. Joe Allen, what's that guy's name? Joe Allen, Joe. Joe Harris. Still, Joe Harris. He's out for the rest of the season now. He's not coming back at all. Yeah, that was the Ben Simmons li- still hasn't to. played a game. He won't play pretty much until next week at the earliest. Kyrie. Yeah, everyone's thinking he's not going to come back until that Magic game because they got yeah. that play in the Garden and they have to play at Philly. So he's not going to yeah. be there for those. And I think Ramona <laughs> Showburn reported that um, they're keeping him because of a. Uh, potential back uh, situation. They want him to have like a full week of revving it up before they put him out there. Uh, New York still hasn't changed its mandate situation. So all of that, uh, yeah, that hope people that had for Monday. Kyrie. Oh, that's not today. I'm saying, but I don't think it still applies for Kyrie. I think it's only restaurants oh. and stuff. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, cause so, the vaccination and mask mandate all went away today. So, yeah. So I think still for like public events, it's still in place basically. So that makes sense. Yeah, so Kyrie still can't play home games. So all these things they thought that was going well for them are now turning. And Katie's presence alone hasn't just been, hey, we win. Because that heat game they lost with KD, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think Jimmy Butler or Kyle Lowry or PJ Tucker even played in that. They lost to Yurt Seven and Max Strutz, guys we were naming last week that we had no clue who the hell they were a month ago. Like it was Bam and Bam in the bunch. Yeah, Tyler Hero twenty seven, Kobe, Kobe. Yeah, I'm Martin, looking at the box score right now. Martin, yeah, Struess and yeah, 
And it was KD and the Funky Bunch. God, that is. So it's like they, I, they're not going to win it this year. There's unless KD goes into another realm once the playoff starts, they're not going to win it this year. They just don't have the cohesion. They don't have the structure in place. Steve Nash, obviously, I don't even think he has a bad coaching streak so far. I just think he was dealt a a, a toxic hand in a team that is just constantly in flux. I'm watching highlights from that game because I clicked on the box score. They were in the old school Nets jerseys, man. I forgot how sick those were. Oh, the the throwbacks, which the throwbacks? red, white, and blues. The the Dr. J throwbacks. No, the the Jason Kidd throwbacks. The New Jersey Net ones. <clears throat> I'm talking about the Nets. We're wearing the New Jersey Net throwbacks. I know, I'm saying the Jason Kidd throwbacks. No, or the, the Dr. Vince J Carter, throwbacks? Jason Kidd ones. No, 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 no. Vince Carter ones. Vince Carter ones, it's going to be the Dr. J ones, folks. I'm going to look at this right now. The kid, the kid. Why did I say Vince Carter? The kid ones. This is the Jason Kidd ones. I, look, I'll see it in a second. I'll let the you know. The ones from like the 90s and 2000s. Uh, uh, look, I'm going to see it in a second. We're going to wait Dr. for Dr. J transition. played for the Nets? I thought he played for Philadelphia. Played for the Nets as well. Really? Yep. Those are no, not the kids. Those are not the kids. You don't remember what the kids look like. Go look up the Jason Kidd Nets series. That is the net symbol from when I used to play with the Nets on NBA, like way that back is in the day. Not, that's not it. That's all. They're also not the Dr. J ones, but that's not the Jason Kidd ones. Yeah, they are. I'm looking at them right now. Jason, Dude. type in Jason Kidd Nets into Google. Dude, that was not it. I'm telling you, because the Jason I'm Kidd one, at it. the Jason Kidd one is like the weird. Uh, it's like a it's like a planet situation, and it's like gray. It's I'm looking it's right at it. Gray. You lost your mind. I'm looking oh right at it. Yeah, this. Oh my goodness! Share your screen. What you got? Here. How do I do that? Don't don't do it. It's probably gonna ruin everything. <laughs> See oh, this right here. Yeah, that's not what they were just wearing, Brennan. That's that was the logo on the court. That was it's was that the this logo? Jersey. On the, I don't it's know if this that was jersey. It's this jersey. That's not the jersey they were just wearing. It's one of these because that was if the logo anything, on the it's court. It's the one to your far left, but it's in a this lighter one? color. It's in that a lighter was the logo color on the floor. That's why it looks familiar. We got to cut all this out. No, we're keeping all this in. This right, is why they get, love Let's us. move on. All right, Brennan. Bum, 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 all right, we got some NFL things to talk about. You threw one in there that I didn't know if you were going to throw in, but I knew I wasn't going to throw in, but we'll get to that later. Uh, should we get to that now? Because that's the biggest thing that yeah, just let's get to it. broke, it's I the guess. biggest thing happening right now. Okay, so Calvin Ridley has been suspended for all of next season because of he was gambling on games. Brennan, you bet tell $1, me $1, why. Dollars. Well, he bet $1,500 that he doesn't have a gambling problem. I don't know if was that the number he actually put down. Over yeah, the, he tweeted. Sort of, he tweeted about it. No, the tweet was I put fifty. I put fifteen hundred down that I don't have a gambling problem. Double check that. I think I'm. I think I have that correctly. Um, but Brendan, why do you think this is a story? Oh, I don't think it's. A, I think it's a story that the the best wide receiver and the worst wide receiver room in the NFL is not coming back with his team. I think that's the story. Um, I don't think. Uh, the NFL has partnerships with all every gambling site, every sports 
uh, what am I trying to say? Every sport now, every major professional sport has ties with gambling. Uh, I think it's archaic that players aren't allowed to bet on games. I understand not betting on your team in a game you're playing in. That makes sense. But other than that, the game is not within your control. Even if technically if it's a game you're playing in, especially in football, it's not within your control. But I understand why you wouldn't bet on a game you're playing in. But this seems like a very harsh penalty to bring down on a guy to bet on a team that he wasn't even a part of. Like he bet on the Falcons. He bet on them to win. But he this is when he was taking a leave uh, for mental health reasons. I think it's I think the suspension is ridiculous. I know it's against the rules, but an entire year seems harsh. But I think the bigger story is the fact that now the Atlanta Falcons, who are poised to be in one of the best positions in the NFC South with the quarterback situation being haywire for the Panthers, the Bucks, and the Saints now, Matt Ryan is the best quarterback in the in the South, the NFC South. So, I mean, there's no way around, unless you think Sam Darnold's number one, no, uh, no, which you, would you, validate you, everything I I've been saying think, for years. I hadn't thought about it, but as you continue to talk, it dawned on me that, yeah, they have the best quarterback situation, yeah. even though you know I hate Matt Ryan. But I know you do, but they do have the best quarterback situation in the NFC South, and now they're they have the worst wide receiver the room in almost the entire NFL. In the NFC South, or do they just have the quarterback that's most known in the NFC South at this point? I mean, I think it's I the mean, best. He, he's the best. He's the best of, of bad, though, is what I'm saying. Yeah, but the best of a bad, of bad, bad is Calvin Ridley is the best wide receiver in one of the worst wide receiver rooms in the NFL, and now he's out. So yeah. I think that's why it's a story. I think that that's why not not because of what the NFL is doing because they're it's a bunch of hoopla and they're trying to set. I don't know what they're doing, but I think it's a story because this team could have made the playoffs if they won their division, and now they're missing their second best offensive weapon, maybe their best offensive weapon, depending on how you feel about Kyle Pitts. Well, I the reason I didn't throw this on the rundown immediately once the news broke was. It's not as salacious as it seemed because like you illustrated, he placed the bets after he was already on his leave. So I understand, you know, you can't bet. That's our policy. X, Y, Z. But him not being there, it, it wasn't like when you first see, oh, player gambling on games, you think, oh, is this a point shaving thing? Is this a... Yeah, that's immediately what like, I thought when I saw That's what you thing. think immediately. Like, And then yeah. I was like, oh, is that why he left the team? Like, this was found out. So they were like, get the fuck out of here. And I was Michael like, Jordan going to play baseball for two years type situation. Hey, 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 well, settle down. Um, there's no corroborating evidence on that, all right? But um, so I was like, is that the reason? And then once it's uh, and who knows, maybe the NFL is doing that to protect their own image, saying, hey, it wasn't while the games were happening in order to save themselves from their gambling partners and the gambling public. Um, that could be them just doing that to save that face. But in actuality, maybe he was. And that's why the suspension is as harsh as it is. Um, oh, a little bait and switch, you think, huh? They're yeah. saying one thing, well, but then they went. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't, so that, I, I wouldn't put that past Goodell. I don't really care about the situation. I more or less, um, he left the game because he said he had uh, mental things he needed to take care of. I hope he figures out everything he needs to take care of. Stay off Twitter because Twitter is not the best thing to help when you're going through any type of issue whatsoever. 
Um, and I just hope the person Calvin Ridley is doing well for himself. And I can care less about the Falcons and the NFC South as we sit in March right now. I'll worry about that in August or September. <laughs> yeah, totally. But I do want to know where you think Cooper, dang it. I do want to know where you think Amari Cooper will land, Brennan. Because only place to land. It's alleged that uh, Jerry Jones, who is also having medical issues, I saw that somewhere reported, um, is thinking about letting Amari Cooper go with that, along with his $20 million price tag. Yeah, they um, are in cap hell. The Cowboys are. Uh, so they get rid they of him, but not Zeke, high- right? Shocking. Yeah, that's that's out of left field. But so a couple of things. Um, Amari Cooper wants to go somewhere where he can get paid, be treated like the first tier wide receiver that he is and deserves to be treated as. Um, and he wants to go to a place that is poised for winning in the future, a place that can put pieces around him, build the offense, a place with cap space is what I'm trying to say. Joe cap space, oh, maybe geez. a fantastic <laughs> up and coming quarterback. Maybe the best prospect since Andrew Luck in his second year, <laughs> which is always a breakout year for quarterbacks in the NFL. I don't know if you know that. I, I should so put I think a he caveat goes to on here. That's just what I think. <laughs> I should have put a caveat on here. That's ridiculous. Jesus H. Um, I figured you had him going to the Falcons. No. <laughs> or the, no, I the Falcons. I meant, I, I meant the Eagles. No, I did not have him going to the Eagles. Even that, that would be another funny uh, trail of Cowboys who leave and then end up on the Eagles or Eagles that leave and end up on the Cowboys. A la, um, what's that running back's name? Murray, DeMarco Murray. DeMarco Murray going from the uh, Cowboys yeah. to the Eagles and then uh, T.O. going from the Eagles to the Cowboys. But no, actually, I had him going somewhere else, Brennan, somewhere where the sun shines and it's a little warm all year long, Brennan. And I know what you think I'm going with. Jacksonville. That's what I said. No. I know you're thinking I'm going sunny Los Angeles, but no, I'm going a little south, a little south of Jacksonville. I'm talking South Florida. I'm talking about Amari Cooper finally making the destination back home. You should have went to the Canes, my mother, you motherfucker. Um, But he finally gets back to play for the Miami Dolphins alongside Jalen Waddle, make it now Devontae Parker, the third option. And then you get Kaseki at the tight end position and you get another weapon for Tua Tungavaloa in that uh, Mike McDaniels offense. So, we really see how things get going in there when you have a full complement of weapons around all three of those guys um, and to uh, and you rely a little less on the running game because they don't have really running names to speak of. But you can you can scheme that up with their zone rushing game that they're planning on bringing in. So I think bringing him to Miami might be an interesting come home situation. Uh, interesting. Uh, it's funny because when you said someplace where the sun is always shining, and then you reference Los Angeles. I immediately thought Florida. That's why I was like, wait, no, what's yeah. he talking about? Tampa Bay doesn't. I, yeah, I was trying to trick you. I was trying to yeah. throw you off my scent. Sunshine State for very shady people. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool if you hey, came who? back. If you if you went to Miami. Um, I just, to be honest with you, Jacksonville, the only reason I bring that up is because they have been able to land some 
weird free agents, not big, huge, big Julius time free Thomas. agents, but like odd ones. <laughs> because well, because they have they always have this cash space, and then Tony and his and well, not even Tony and his dad. It's you know the GM, uh, whoever it is at the time, always Shattered spends it on the boys. weirdest. Like Andrew Norwell, it was like what? Like you're like yeah, I know he's a good guard, but you're gonna pay him what fifty yeah. million guaranteed? And it's always random stuff like that. So that's why I thought like, well, Cooper's a little older now. He's he's not even the number one on his own team, and so it, that would make a lot of sense that Jackson I, would I, way I overpay think him. He is to come still in. the number one on that squad. I don't think Ceedee Lamb's the one. And I don't think Gallup's the one. I think he's the best um, wide receiver, but I think Jerry Jones values speed over everything else. So that's why he has CD at one. Uh, and that's why people think they're, he's going to let go of him because um, all those 40 times at the combine. Uh, but if there's a second team for him to end up on, I think it may be. Actually, I have two other teams that he, I think he could end up. I could see a potential reunion in Las Vegas, pairing him with his boy Derek Carr. Uh, because That's they didn't want him to go. Also, the team that we've been shouting out needs receiver talent and depth, the Baltimore Ravens. I can see him yep. end up on the Ravens. Him and Hollywood Brown. Oh, yeah. Bring That's a drop fest right there. To be more careful, baby. Drop century right there. God. Speaking of the 40 times in the combine. I wanted to. Uh, are you still paying attention, Joe? Yes. I wanted to hit Kid you Cutty with just uh, ended the show. Shout out to Cutter. Huge shout out, Kid Cutty. Uh, so, a couple things that um, happened. I don't know if you guys were all living under a rock, but the NFL Combine was this weekend. A few things I did want to point out. Uh, Joe does not watch the Combine. Joe does nope. not like the draft. So, nope. this is my wheelhouse. A uh, couple things. So. This is the biggest topic is obviously who's going to go number one. And my Jaguars, of course, have the number one pick again, uh, which is not a good thing. So everyone thinks it's going to be Neil, the left tackle out of Alabama. Um, everyone knows that he was rated. Evan Neal was rated the highest offensive tackle, but Evan Neal did not compete in any of the drills. Akem Ikwanu, the offensive tackle out of NC State, was said to be the distant second to Neil. Well, then Aquanu went out and totally dominated. Get this: three hundred and ten pounds, six foot four, has a thirty-four inch wingspan, ran a four nine forty, and honestly looked like a wide receiver out there during some of those drills. So I'm thinking the number one draft pick has changed. Obviously, the thing everyone is talking about is the three hundred and forty-one pound defensive tackle. Well, because they were kind of like one, two, two, one, however you wanted to look at it. But one guy decided not to participate in drills and the other one blew everybody away in drills. Oh, so oh okay. Okay. The number one pick you're is taking, the Jags. And I guess you guys are going to want to go offensive lineman. Tackle. Yeah. Tackle so it was either yeah. the tackle from NC State, Aquanu, or the tackle from Alabama. But the so guy Hutchin, from Alabama Hutchin didn't participate in drills. not in your plans whatsoever. No, he hasn't been in the plans all along. I was just saying that because I wanted you to trade us your three first round picks. Uh, Again, stop this. Uh, You didn't have to repeat that. (laughs) No, we have a we have a good, you know, for all the shit that people talk about it. We've been taking edge rushers for the last four years in the first or second round. Like we're we're fine on that. Like Josh (laughs) Allen can still play. We've got uh, what's his name out of LSU. who's really good. He's just raw. 
The other thing I did want to point out, though, and then we'll get off this because I know this doesn't interest you at all. But Jordan oh, Davis, three hundred forty-one oh, pounds. Oh, I saw that. Three hundred forty-one pounds. Defensive tackle out of Georgia. Ran a four seven eight forty. Um, his problem at Georgia, they said every year, was him being able to keep his weight down. Uh, he lost apparently almost twenty pounds before the combine. That makes me incredibly nervous because, I mean, obviously the jet, he's not going to go number one, but. Just whatever team takes him. I mean, a guy who has, I mean, they said every year at Georgia, his weight was an issue and it was an issue for him. He was very aware of it. His weight he just was has too like high. A, I guess a hyper slow. Ma- yeah. He, oh, he, he, it's so hard for him to keep it under 350. I think, I um, think um, that is, I mean, it's a valid crazy. fear. Um, but it all, it all depends on going to the right team and, you know, them having a yeah. nutritionist and, them, you know, making sure that if, if the right weight program, the right S and C situation. So I think that'll take care of itself. If, like you said, if he's aware of it and he is like consciously trying to control it, you know, him getting to the next level, if he's a professional, he'll take care of business and he'll make sure that, you know, he has a longevity because the kid has raw talent and he has actual practical talent. So yeah. Dude's an athlete, man. Oof. At 341 pounds, moving that quick, that's insane. But that's all I wanted to bring up was the tackle situation because with the number one pick going to my Jacksonville Jaguars, I was really anxious to see what's going to happen. A really sexy tackle talk from the combine. I thought we were going to get something about all the guys running 40s. I think it was like more four, sub 4 four forties than ever before. No, I don't give a shit about that. Oh, man. No, because get- straight line speed doesn't translate to the NFL. I mean, Chris Johnson, I'm interested in three cone drill and shuttle drill. You want to talk about the three cone drill? We can do three cones. <laughs> All <laughs> right, you know, the three cones. The Florida Panthers have gotten three wins since the last time we spoke, folks, uh, and that's with 15 points. Over three games, 15 goals over three games. We had six tonight over the Sabres. We had six the other night over the Red Wings. And we had three on the Senators finally bouncing back after that three-game slide that we had. Spencer Knight just got called back up from the minors. Um, so he's back on the main roster. We got rid of that one guy. I don't even know if we got rid of him. We're just never going to play him again after he gave up five goals in his first fucking showing. Um yeah, so we're back on the right track, you know. Um, things are looking good. Nobody, no major injuries. I at this point, I think we don't. We don't. I mean, I think suspiciously, superstitiously, I should say, we don't want to have the best record in the league because that team never fucking wins anything. So just take yourself out of that content con- contention, and then. Just be above Brennan's lightning. Just maintain that level above the lightning so where you can face them down the road in the playoffs. Um, and, you know, just keep playing hard, keep playing and staying healthy, really. At this point, the name of the game, we've pretty much, I mean, if we continue on this pace of winning, we're going to make the playoffs. That is not up for debate. So it's just getting there healthy. Last year, as I've talked about thousands of times now, I know Kyle's probably ripping his hair out as I say this name, but when Aaron Eckblatt went down with that leg injury, it was a big problem, and that happened right before the postseason. So if we can get to the postseason healthy this year, I think that would be a huge difference on what will happen uh, in the postseason. 
All right. Talking Tampa Bay Lightning. We have won seven out of the last eight. Recently, we beat the Red Wings and the Blackhawks. Uh, crazy craziness against the Blackhawks. It was 3-3, and then we scored three goals within 32 seconds. Victor Hedman, one of the best guys on the team, captain, I think he's the assistant captain, the A, uh, scored twice in that 32-second span. Also, uh, the Lightning right now are fourth in the entire NHL as far as points, um, only behind the Avalanche, the Panthers, and then uh, the Carolina Hurricanes. So we're coming. We're edging our way closer and closer. Um, I mean, the Avalanche have a clear stranglehold with 87 oh, yeah, points. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Greg um, and the Avs. They are yeah, crushing but things. The Hurricanes... Hurricanes are at 83, the Panthers are at 81, and we're at 80, and we're all we're all well above everyone else. So we're we're gonna all be fighting for position, especially in the conference when the playoffs roll around. It's gonna be Hurricanes, Panthers, Lightning, kind of all jockeying for that number one spot in the no. Eastern Division or Eastern you know Conference. Who's not gonna be there. Who? The Philadelphia Flyers. And you'd be surprised how quick and quick Mayman hits quick hit. All right, Brandon, we got a couple big quick hits here. This is one of the ones I'm going to dunk on you on. You said that the MLB season would not be locked out. They would not miss a game, Brandon. Look at where we are Literally the next day, they're like, oh, the first two series are canceled. And I was like, (laughs) motherfucker. (laughs) I did see some stuff on ESPN, though, some reporting that they might squeeze in some double headers and stuff to make up the games as to not affect the revenue. In which case who's really right there. Kev Passan is alluding to that, um, that they made that is because they have done it before um, because they did squeeze in double headers during the COVID shortened season. Um, But I don't think, I think they can and they may because you know, they're everybody wants their money at the end of the day, but that would mean you guys were working on an arbitrary deadline, which they were, and you made that hard and fast deadline for no reason whatsoever. Um, and some of the things that are up for debate right now, it's it's annoying because it's very like minute details and like small things, but everybody's kind of digging in their heels. Um, and overall, the situation is just like, fraught and it's going to lead to more people turning their nose to baseball and being like, all right, if this is all it's going to be like, if the game's not even going to be interesting and then you're going to delay the start of the game and push all these things out. It's kind of like, what what are we doing here, man? (laughs) Yeah. What was the point in the first place? Yeah. What are we doing this for? Speaking of what are we doing this for, Brennan? Coach K's final home game at the Cameron Indoor where he had over 200 former players invited. Tickets were more than the NFL Super Bowl to get really? into there. Yes. It would cost more all to, to get into. All to see a loss. All to see a loss, Brandon. Did you catch any of this? No, I didn't catch the game. Uh, I heard Tony and uh, Mike talking about it on PTI, though, which was all the recap I needed. Everyone loves Coach K, longtime coach, great guy. I'm assuming that's what I hear. Uh, obviously a legendary coach, but it's college basketball. Who cares? Um, I will say 
So remember earlier this season where I where I was like, you know, let's give our eulogizing of you know our feelings on Coach K. Are you googly? <laughs> yes. Um, what'd you say? You googly? Or you did googly? you think I was too stupid to know what a you googly was? You googly? <laughs> the, the movie Zoolander with Ben Stiller. He means to say eulogy, but he, oh, he I was like, it phonetically what? <laughs> and he calls it a you, you googly. Um, there's so like yeah. four people listening who's gonna who are gonna get that joke. And and when I when I did that, I was like, you know, Coach K, we we like to root against him. He's a bit of an asshole, but you know, everybody respects him and loves him. I had him. his back when they were chanting against him in North Carolina. I had his back. <laughs> you had but. his back, and then remember one of my one of my um when you when it was what is our one of our what's one of our memories that we're gonna uh, live on, and one of my memories was the Dylan Brooks Oregon handshake line where he gives him a stern talking to about celebrating or whatnot, and Coach K did it again. He had an even better one, Brennan. If you haven't seen it, go look it up. After they lose the game, they go on the court, and now it's like celebrate festive Coach K time. And he talks about how he's like, uh, that game was a disappointment and some, some. And then like people are talking and he's like, shut up, (laughs) shut up. Really? (laughs) Yeah. He's like, no, that game was a disappointment. I'm not going to let you say anything other than that. And it's like curmudgeon old man, staunch army guy to the end, man. Oh, this guy. Oh man. It was so, it was so great. It was so him. And it's like, yeah, he, he doesn't care about being liked. Like some people don't care about being liked and he does not care about being liked whatsoever. So is your it, boy it Grayson just, Allen was in attendance. That's your yeah, boy. He was. Yeah, he was not my boy whatsoever. Him totally and his Providence ass could get go somewhere. Was he, your girlfriend didn't go to school with him at Providence? Huh? Was it your girlfriend didn't go to school with him? No. Uh, I don't you think know she's going to school like Providence? I, was, I didn't know she would. I just nah, she's to going to like Sandalwood or some shit. Oh, Sandalwood. Oh, we we played them eventually. She went to Terry Parker and then she went to Sandalwood. We eventually played Sandalwood. They ended up. Who? We ended up in their conference. Flag Lapom FPC. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. ended up in my conference, Spruce Creek. We're always in your conference. Yeah, that's true. We all moved. We moved up together. Yeah, I was about to say. I was joking. One of my buddies. Uh, I was on the phone with him. Brandon Barry. Shout out. Um, Spruce Creek was one of our favorite teams to play road games because the weird configuration of y'all court, it was like you had to walk through the school, through the cafeteria that was yeah. like out in the middle and then go to the basketball court. It was yeah. such a weird entrance, <laughs> but it made for a fun game because like kids will always stay after school. The atmosphere yeah, was you always just great. hang out after school in the like yeah. atrium and then just walk into the court. Yeah, it was so I'm like, why is it weird at 33? I think middle? about going back and watching like basketball and high school basketball and football games. Is that weird? Um. No, my brother once paid to go watch high school basketball at Barclays. And I was like, why are you going to watch high school basketball? Yeah, I just it's one of those things where it's like, oh, I, I want to come back. Maybe once I get like a couple of TV credits or something, I'll go back <laughs> and be like, yeah, I was like you kids once. Now look at me. I mean, people do it all the time. I mean, go back to the If Drake can go sit at a Sierra Canyon game where he has no ties to any of those kids That's or true. that school whatsoever. You can well, go and fucking Bronny. watch Bruce Creek. 
Doesn't I think have I want to go back. I think I want to go back just because I know a lot of kids I graduated with are like uh, still there, still in the area, yeah, still Friday Night Lights, still probably <laughs> going to games, and I could show up and be like, "Oh my god, yeah, I live in Wait, Manhattan now." I just, I Brent, just flew do you down. Know, do you not know what your ten year reunion is for? I'm pretty sure you were like saucy still during your ten year reunion. Yeah, I didn't go to that. that was I was not one of the good hammered. years. <laughs> no, twenty eight was a real bad year. <laughs> Ooh, there are, there are a lot of bad years. Speaking of, Masvidal had a bad night getting his hit shit rocked by Colby Covington. Brennan, I put this on here because I know you dabble in the UFC. Did you get a chance to watch any of this? I didn't. I saw I saw everything afterwards, all the post game and everything, or all the post match and everything. I didn't actually get to see the fight though. I was working late. I love the quick hit segment. Did you happen to see this? Nah. Did you? Nah. Nah. <laughs> All right. Hey, we well, had a good thing going with the uh, lockout. We did. Until it wasn't. And now it's time for. Welcome to the big leagues. It's time for the walk off. This is where, like I said earlier, me and Brennan write something, read something, only in the count of me. Um, usually we read what we write though. Um, and Brennan tries to hold back tears. I don't think he's going to cry on this one. I hope not at least, Um, (laughs) but, uh, it's customary that the person not hosting goes first. So Brennan, the floor is yours. So that's me. Uh, Hey everybody. Uh, no, so I don't have a fully written out walk off. Uh, I did want to talk about, it was breaking news at the time when I wrote this down, uh, was it last week? But then obviously we went a little long and I wasn't able to, uh, talk about it. So I want to talk about it this week. Cody Rhodes, um, abrupt departure from the AEW. As a lot of people know, um, I've gotten the opportunity to meet Cody, um, he started the AEW with Tony Khan in the home bases, Jacksonville, Florida. So they came in to eat a lot at the restaurant I was working at at the time, had a chance to meet him and his wife, uh, Brandy, and you know, seemed like reasonably nice enough people. But the biggest thing was he was brought in as uh, a name of a vice president and executive vice president with All Elite Wrestling um, in November of 2018. Um and that's when Tony and Cody and then uh uh shit uh fucking Kenny Omega um Jericho came in a little after them but it was Kenny Omega um and then the 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 brothers I'm forgetting the name anyway they all came in um and they started AEW and it was a big deal it was huge private but then party recently huh private party what happened? No, it wasn't private party. <laughs> the Young Bucks. Thank you so much, Brain, Bucks, uh, for go. kicking in. The Young Bucks. Anyway, there was a surprising departure back on March 30th. The AEW um, announced that uh, Cody was out, which was crazy because he was the one who started it with Tony. So it was really weird to see. Um, I didn't really know what to think about it. But at the same time, um, I'm sorry. I said March. It was February 15th of 2022. So March 30th wouldn't make sense because it's only March 8th. Uh, February. I'm so happy you anyway, that up because so, I was like, what in the yeah, world? Yeah, I, I was reading. I was reading at the same time. Uh, 
Anyway, so Cody was out. Him and Brandy were out. So there's a lot of speculation. There's no set concrete. All that um, has been reported was Cody and Brandy could not come to terms with uh, Tony on a new deal. But it's weird to me only because they helped start it. Now, a lot of people are saying that Tony uh, didn't like the fact that Cody was trying to take more creative control and it was Tony's baby and like he was trying to mess with it a little too much. I heard uh, some rumblings that Brandy was kind of not be getting along with everybody behind the scenes. They did have that weird show on TNT, like their uh, reality show. Cody was a judge on TBS, which is an affiliate of TNT's uh, reality show, the uh, Go Big Show. He's out on, I think, on all those platforms now. There's talks that he might make a return to the WWE. Uh, anyway, it was just... It was weird to me um, having met him a few times. And obviously, everybody knows Tony was one of my regulars back home. So it was just it was a weird situation to like be like, hey, that's like these guys started this together. It's very Steve Wozniak. Uh, and uh, what's the guy Steve who started Jobs. Apple? Steve Jobs. Very, <laughs> very much felt a lot like that. Like that weird. How did I know Wozniak and not Jobs? <laughs> uh, Wozniak and you didn't know Jobs. But uh, I was based on Jobs. But I don't know. It was really weird. Uh, the whole situation seemed out of left field at the time when it happened. But moving on, getting up, growing up, maybe back to WWE, he will go. And this is exactly what happened in the Attitude Era. I know Kyle will back me up on this. But in the Attitude Era of WCW and WWF at the time, uh, it was a lot of like guys would go back and forth, which is actually a great sign. If it's one thing for guys to go like old school WWE guys and even old school WCW guys like Jericho who went back and forth is now in the AEW. It's a great sign if some of the AEW cats are being poached by the WWE because that means AEW is doing something right. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, proof, in the, proof is in the pudding situation, I guess. All right. So my walk off is entitled March Madness. For years, when we heard March Madness, we were being conditioned. Wait, let me say that all over again. I hate, I hate how I staccatoed that sentence. For years, when we heard March Madness, we were being conditioned. We were only supposed to think of the men's tournament. I'm not lying. This year is the 50th anniversary of Title IX, but only the first time where the women's tournament will be referred to as March Madness as well. This comes off of a year where it was there was a stark and apparent <clears throat> this comes off of a year where it was stark and apparent that the NCAA put far less resources into the accommodation for the women athletes. It's not for Sedona Price, Sedona Price, Sedona Price of the Oregon Ducks showing off their poor workout equipment with a single set of dumbbells that maxed out at about 30 pounds, some yoga mats, and by comparison, the men had several rows of squat racks, bench press stations, and obviously an unending amount of resources. So, as we get ready for Selection Monday, we've already seen fireworks from the women's conference tournaments. Miami making a deep run to the championship while upsetting number four Louisville before losing to NC State. Unrate Kentucky upsetting number one South Carolina on a last second shot. So this year, when you think about the madness of March, think of the men and the women's tournament because it's just double the fun. Double the fun. Yeah, like double mint gum. That's where I was going with that. I know. And we'll bring you the press conference in its entirety. Sir, 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 sir. 
been so long since I've read one of those that kind of threw me off a little bit. Crying? Are you crying? No. <clears throat> Something in my throat. And I have the hiccups now. Brennan, go. Plug. Um, all right. So I also do comedy. BrennanTComedy.com. BrennanTComedy on all social media. Florida. I'll be in Florida, Jacksonville, and Daytona, March 14th through the 17th. We've got shows in Jacksonville on the 14th. Uh, shows in Daytona on the 16th. Come out, check out the website. I'll have all the dates up there. Also check out my other podcast. Brendan Tassif is your ex drinking buddy. Have comics on musicians, artists, all sorts of people. We talk drinking stories, party stories, getting in trouble stories. A lot of fun. Speaking of wrestling, I'm going to have Randy Orton's brother, who is a comic up here in New York. He's going to be on the episode this Friday, Nathan Orton. So check that out. Especially you, Kyle. I know you love wrestling. Um, Also. No way. That's it. Joe. <laughs> Uh, question. I I don't remember. Did you ever say you somebody tried to do a comedy night at Lynch's Pub on Beach? Yeah, I think they we used to do a comedy night there. I was gonna say. So is that where you're going for? I don't the think 17th? I know they used to do a comedy night there. No, on I'm doing uh, I'm doing Rain Dogs on the 14th. Um, and then I'm doing the Walrus which I think is at Eraser Records on the 16th. And then I'm doing Tiernanog Irish Pub on the 16th late night. Okay. Well, I was like, as long as you get one Irish spot in there, that's why I was going for the Yeah. Tiernanog. Yeah, for okay. sure. Uh, you can check me out on Twitter and Instagram at Joe Dorville. You can check out my website, Joe Dorville, for all my music, merch, and all that good jazz. Uh, don't forget to head over to newlow.co to check out this show and all the other shows on the network. And if you want to follow this show on Twitter and Instagram, go to at hearing press that is at hearing press all right folks don't forget to tip your bartenders and something else i, I never know what that how does that phrase go how does that for tip your bartender and your waitress or something get home safely get home safely okay well yeah brennan tip the wait staff get home safely okay brennan get me home safely <laughs> and this is why we play the game hello hello you shout out Brittany Griner. Get home safe, girl. Get home safe. You have been listening to the Anulo Podcast Network. We have four tremendous podcasts on our current roster. If you like the hit Broadway musical Hamilton, then you also might enjoy hearing the Ham Boys rank every song from the Hamilton soundtrack on Who Does a Podcast with hosts Headphone Joe and Kyle Loader. Get your sports talk radio fix with Cheers from the Press Box featuring Headphone Joe Dorville and stand-up comedian Brennan Tassif. Curious about how the brain works? Get your neuroscience knowledge with some laughs at Misbehavior Journal Club. This fortnightly science-slash-comedy podcast is where two lady researchers bring you the latest studies on behavior. It stars Amiel Moreno and Leah, a.k.a. Leah, or vice versa, Crevet. Finally, we have a new low. The podcast has started it all. This show features Farzad, Headphone Joe, Kyle Loader, L. Greg, and Scott by Scott. They discuss anything and everything depending on their moods or their level of sobriety at the time. Thank you for supporting the Anulo Network, and feel free to share your favorite episodes with friends and family. Thanks again, and goodbye.